Strap in, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 18 of the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. I am your co-host, Leo, along with Cody. Hey, everybody. Cody, how the hell are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, So, uh, 18 episodes in. Yep. Been doing it for a little bit. Yeah, since February. Yeah. Still can't get fucking people to listen to us though. So yeah, I know your your meme mastery is taking over Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, I mean at but, least they like the memes. Yeah, and Instagram followers is up there over a hundred. Yep, and we're getting some good stuff out there on the interweb, but yep. the listeners are. But we have Shagging. some stuff and. Yeah, we have some stuff in the works. I think we'll get it. One day we'll look back and remember what it was like to be nobody podcasters. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, a little bit later in the show, um, we will have our first ever, um, it's it's called, it's a, a new segment that I think we're going to run weekly. It's called The Golden Minute. And yeah, it is uh, from our sponsor, the Golden Rooster, and it's going to take a minute to three minutes every week, and he's going to talk wrestling. (laughs) So we hope you enjoy it. I mean, it's going to hopefully be a staple of our show, Uh, our first segment, I guess. Uh, Maybe that's going to be what kind of you know, gives us that kick to, to get a couple more listeners or maybe, you know, we'll go from a handful of listeners to just, just, I guess you, cause I don't really play our stuff back, but I know you listen to us back, Cody. So maybe you'll be, yeah, I'm our, I'm us. our best listener. <laughs> so, um, anyways, it's been, it's been a interesting, uh, week or two of wrestling since we last talked. Yeah, a lot. We had a lot of wrestling last weekend. Yep. Um, oh man, that damn G one. It's it's really fucking with my life, man. Like it's Ugh. it's hard because like I I work graveyard, um, and there's times I'm at work and I'm following it. I can't watch it, but I'm following it. Or I'm here at home and I'm like, oh, that's on. I should probably try to get to sleep so I can spend time with my kids during the day, but right. I end up putting it on. And it's it's really fucking with my life, like that that yeah. Japanese schedule. I mean, yeah, I mean, can't they figure out how to put that <laughs> on at a decent hour? Well, I want to see it I live. Mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's me too. That's the hardest thing with New Japan content, with like Dominions and Wrestle Kingdoms and stuff. Like the time difference from Japan to, you know, 
the west coast of the united states yep. or whatever um, it's oh yeah it's brutal it is it's it's been rough so uh, i did catch the first two nights or so three nights um mm-hmm. and i posted something on our on our uh our social media about uh john moxley holy fuck man he is so different than when he was dean ambrose in wwe and that's a good thing because mm-hmm. I thought he he was shitty. The you know I, <laughs> yeah. I mean you weren't the only one. Sorry, Saul. Yeah, yeah. Saul was Saul. One, <laughs> one of our listeners was it's always been a Dean Ambrose fan, like huge. But I just thought he got real sloppy, and he would play that lunatic thing. And um, but his stuff in the G one man, that shit's been great. Like we've only seen the one match in AEW. I've seen some clips from his independent stuff, but the shit in the G one, like, I don't know if you did. You watch any of that stuff, like that match he had with Cobb? Yeah, that I did. I actually watched that last night. Yeah, and hopefully this gives Cobb that push because, I mean, he's with ROH right now, but that dude's that dude's badass. When he was Matanza in uh, Lucha Underground. Like that dude's got power. He's he's got mm-hmm. that move set. You know, he could be a monster. Yeah, yeah. He for a big man, he moves extremely well. So who else has impressed? That Lance Archer has been impressive. Yeah, they've they really he really has put the rocket behind him and and just his move set's good. Like he's pretty agile. He's for two a big and man. he's is he two and zero oh in the G one? Uh, no, he lost. Be- he lost to Kenta, I believe. Oh, he did. I have not watched that match. I haven't either. That was last night's G1. Yep. I seen that they were facing, but I know we beat Osprey, which was surprising. And then Osprey actually had to go out for a night, so didn't do like the tag team yep. version of the G1. He had a hurt because, yeah, in the match against, uh, oh shit, who was the match against? The first match was now. against Archer. Yeah, the second match. Who did he fight? Uh, his second match was against uh, Ibushi, but that was yesterday. Yeah. Well, he, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so in one of his matches, he got a stinger, and he had to yeah, it's probably the tag sit league. out a night of tag league. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's it's been awesome. Like uh, I haven't watched all of it just because it's every fucking night, but... Uh, <laughs> Those matchups have been great. I'm a little surprised with some of those results, like Jay White going 0 and 2, um, Kota Abushi going 0 and 2. Um, who's the other one? Tetsaya Naito. Naito going 0 and 2. Oh, Naito, yeah. Yeah, so that's surprising. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see how they play it off. Uh, it's it's been good. It's been exciting. Uh, another thing that happened uh, last weekend is fight for the fallen. What'd yeah. you think of that show? How'd you? You know, um, I liked it better than Fighter Fest. It still didn't. Nothing's ever going to hold a candle to that double or nothing crowd for AEW yet, and probably the all out crowd I think is going to squash it all because just Chicago wrestling fans <clears throat> in general. Are just 
super passionate. Yep. But I thought Fight for the Fallen was pretty solid. Um, AEW is still learning how to do TV, so towards the end it kind of got a little shoddy. But yeah. You're going to have that WWE still makes those mistakes. I think where WWE has the experience of running every week. Yeah. You don't see those as much. They cover them up. But with AEW, you know, you're learning from a new production crew. and Yeah, but they got to get a handle on that shit like now because All Out's going to be their big show. And then after that, it's TV. And if they fuck up on TV or they go too long or whatever the case may be, um, that's really going to hurt the product. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really really solid show. Uh the pre-show was was fine. That's I think that's what a pre-show should be. I was impressed with that uh B pre Priestley. Uh B Priestley. Yeah, Will yeah. Osprey's girlfriend. Um mm-hmm. she looked like she looked like a a mean woman in there, you know, like handle business mm-hmm. uh, i was a little disappointed with Britt well, Baker. she must yeah well funny that you mentioned the whole mean woman thing about b uh <laughs> because of that i mean no f- no fault of anybody's just a thing that happens during matches like that is brie not brie but Britt got kind of knocked loopy there and you can see the spot when it happens and then she runs to the wrong corner and tries yeah. to tag I felt bad. And then rolls out of the ring. Yeah. And apparently it's semi-serious. Yeah. From what I've seen on just dirt sheets and that. I mean, nothing's officially came out about it yet. And I don't know if AEW is going to be that way, you know. You know, she's got time. They haven't announced any women's matches for All Out yet. Yeah. So... You know, yeah. hopefully, hopefully Brit's okay because I like her work. But ever, she's been a little since sloppy. that happened. I mean, not just that. Yeah, match, ever. But. Yeah. So compared to the all-in match from last year when it was the four women. Yeah. I mean, she was in there with some good talent, so it may have gotten covered up a little bit. But I've watched her in some other stuff, like some indie stuff, and I mean, she's kind of young in the business still so still kind of green i think your biggest but, thing and and again i'm just i'm just some mark on the podcast but i think her biggest thing is it looks like she's rushing through her stuff like maybe she's still nervous mm-hmm. or maybe she's like okay i can't forget this spot or i gotta do this um mm-hmm. but that's kind of what it looks like to me like she's rushing through her things and maybe not taking the time to to make it crisp which is which is funny with AEW because it seems like I seen a comment that Cody said on one of those press conferences, like little segment things that they do that he doesn't believe in the four to eight minute match thing. You know, we're going to give everybody time, give everybody ample time to get out there and, you know, tell a story and do their thing. Mm -hmm. So why, why is she rushing? Yeah. You know, especially when you're in there with two great, uh, well, I don't know. Great, but two good Josie wrestlers and B Priestley, who they've all been around the block. They've all been doing this for a number of years. Yeah. So, 
No, no. Uh, I mean, other than there's than no that reason match, to rush. Just, yeah, I think uh, it was it was really good. Like all the wrestling on it was really good. Like so, uh, um, Fighter Fest they introduced the time limit thing, and they kept it going. And it seems like it's going to be a regular thing now. And after seeing the draw mm-hmm. with Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes, like, um, and knowing that it could end because on the first show they did it, like it could end in the draw, like it put a little bit more um, emphasis on it, you know. And and I liked it because, like, on that on the Hangman match against Kip Sabian, um, it got down to the wire, and I was like, oh man, you know, mm-hmm. like, and so. Uh, I like made that them intrigue. both look good. Yeah, and so so that was that was kind of cool. Um, the Lucha Brothers finally picked up their first win, which was awesome. I thought that was a great match. Um, mm-hmm. I want to I want to give a a quick shout out to um my sister because she uh she was in Mexico for her school this last week. And um, she picked me up a Pentagon mask, and I'm going to see her next month, so oh, she's going to nice. bring it to me. Yeah, she got me a Pentagon nice. mask, a Parka mask, and a Rey Mysterio mask. So shout out to cool. my sister, a.k.a. La Chingona. And uh, yeah. So we'll... One day you're going to have to teach me the meanings of all these words. So La Chingona just means uh, badass. Um Oh, okay. And we, we, we were, oh, we were. Uh, I've been called that quite a few times. Sure, you have. You've probably been called pendejo or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to, to get a Pentagon mask finally. Yeah, uh, you've been waiting for match. that one for a while. I have. Um, and then, uh, one match that. I thought would be good, but honestly, since since Kenny Omega's left New Japan, he's kind of dropped, right? Um, mm. And it's a little steams came off for sure. Well, not just that, but he's he's done a lot of comedy stuff on like being the elite and kind of like over the top things, um, which I'm not saying is bad, but he was so hot at one time and it just, he cooled off significantly. Not saying he can't put out great matches because his match at a fight for the fallen against Shima was fucking awesome. I thought it was great. It had some great spots. Oh, way spots. Um, but you know, that's, I, I thought that was good too, because it, you know, reminding people like myself, like, Hey, I'm still Kenny Omega. I'm still the best wrestler in the world. And I can still go out there and do my shit. Um, mm-hmm. So so that's great. And I think his match with Moxley at All Out is going to be fucking awesome. Yes. Um, you know, the Cody, the Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes against the Young Bucks match, I thought was good. Uh, again, it's... And I, I know I brought it up before, like a double or nothing, like the Cody Rhodes against Dustin Rhodes. It wasn't the best match. It, it wasn't. But they know how, and and I don't know how they do it. Like, I've been trying to dissect it, but they know how to keep a crowd going. They don't do Mm -hmm. a whole bunch. Yeah, and and that's the thing is, like, they're not real flashy. They don't do a whole lot. Like, Cody doesn't do, 
he he does some spots here and there, but they keep people intrigued. And like if because mm-hmm. you see a lot better matches in even in the WWE or whatever, but the crowd's not into it. Or do you know what I mean? It's just kind of there, mm-hmm. and somehow like their matches wrestling wise isn't anything awe inspiring or whatever, but mm-hmm. it keeps you watching. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I thought the same thing. Like the match was, it was so, so, I mean, the young bucks definitely had to slow down. That's, that's no doubt. I mean, you got a 50 year old Dustin in there who can't go. I'm not saying he can't go, but can't go to the speed of what the young bucks that, that Lucha high flying style that the young bucks are really accustomed to like, and then Cody, who's technically he's good, but isn't like you said, flashy and doesn't do the big spots because that's never been his MO. That's not his style. That's not the he's way. really old school. I mean, yes. I mean, if you watched it, they they started they started separating the ring, which the young bucks really don't do as much. Yeah. They they isolated Dustin and Cody Matt's arm isolated the body yeah. part. Yeah, you know the whole like they said the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, like Oli and Oli and Tolly and old Four Horsemen style. You know, yeah. like pick a body part and just work it to death. But it it worked. Uh, I liked it just because of the this. They didn't have to. They still told the story in the ring, but a lot of the story was told in the buildup. Yeah. And that's one thing AEW is doing great is they've got the storyline pushed into the, the match Mm -hmm. already. And they don't really have to do all that much. I mean, they kind of continue it and bring it to a climax right there at the end. And so it was was, was, uh, definitely a step up from fighter fest. The the action was better. The, the presentation I thought was better. <clears throat> yeah, it was more of a wrestling crowd too, I think. Yeah. Where the crowd was uh, fighter was better. Um yeah. it was such a cool venue too. Yeah. I love seeing that where they got where Tony Khan got the idea to run that like from an episode of South Park. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And just the venue itself like shot well and it just Yeah. I thought it was freaking cool. They def I think they definitely need to run that building again, I'm which sure they, they teased on being the elite. Well, you know, when they walked down to Jaguar stadium yeah, and we're like, Oh, how many people can we fit in here? You know, well, rent's free. And it's I like, think they, you know, that, you know, they're already. Thinking yeah. It. But I also think it should be <laughs> three to four years out. Uh, yeah, I don't think they need to push themselves to a 60,000 no, seat I arena. I think that's too early. Because they'd sell it out. I, I guarantee I they'd sell that. it out. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big, we'll see. you know, I, I believe in their stuff. I just don't think they're there yet. No, that's definitely a few years out. And I don't, the next venue they need to be looking for, like think of a place like they, Vegas. They need to be looking for a, a 20,000. One where they can fit 20,000. Yes. So like a T-Mobile arena in Vegas, an all-state arena where the yeah. Bulls play in Chicago, yeah. 
places like that to where if they don't sell it out, they can still make it look applicable. They need to do a couple of those and then a big show. They can they can try a stadium, but I think it's still a ways away. Shit, they could come sell out the Filer Fairgrounds. I don't you know, I don't know how well they would do over here. It'd be me and you and a handful of guys. They could just (laughs) fuck it. Let's do it. Book it. So uh yeah, I'm hoping uh, it sounds like they're gonna announce here soon where they're gonna tour. So that that'd be interesting too. Yeah. Um Yeah, it seems like the road to all out is gonna give us a lot of like a a lot of the T V scheduling. So I do have so. some stuff to say <laughs> about AEW. I'm I'm pretty critical about WWE, but that's just because I've been around WWE forever, longer than anything else I've been watching. But with AEW, one thing that I am beginning to dislike is just, we all know kayfabe is dead, right? Like, we all know it's a work, um, everything like that. But they they do a really good job in portraying these stories and then they shit all over it the next week like or or you know where they have like uh they have being the elite the show and then they have the road to all these other ones and they're different in style and they're just they're not protecting anything at all do you know what i mean they're like I, I know they're in that executive role, and so it's like, oh, yeah, we're planning on, on building this guy up, or this was part of the plan and stuff like that. But I don't think they need to tell uh, us all of that. You know what I mean? Like, they don't need to go into detail with, like, the thing with the chair shot. Like, oh, yeah, it was a gimmick chair shot. Just say, well, it didn't go as planned. You know, obviously, we we didn't know or you know, these things can happen. It's wrestling. Sell it like that. But don't say, oh, yeah, it was, it was a gimmick chair shot where we it was really thin there. And stuff like that, like, okay. But um, if they're going to keep it like that, where they're trying to sell it as a believable sport, I think they should they should pull away from that type of thing. Agreed. Um, that'd be my only... Yeah, might have then might have took a little heat away from that. I don't think it took too much heat away from that story, but here you have this something that has been not seen in pro wrestling TV in a long time, which is an unprotected yeah. headshot with a chair. Yeah, I think they panicked, but don't trot out there. Yeah, I think they did too because they were like they started getting immediate feedback on it like oh my god why would cody do such a thing you know the jim Cornettes of the world which i'll go ahead and say it fuck jim Cornette. but he just shits all over it and saying this isn't wrestling which anything cody and the young bucks and kenny do Cornette's gonna shit on anyway so who cares so but, i mean jim Cornette. Yeah. Is an extreme it though. Believable. Yeah, like he, he goes a little. Oh, he just does it to stay yeah, relevant. Yeah, but I mean, I see his point on stuff. He just he goes over the top. He's a character in itself. So yeah, I don't agree with the stuff, but yes, like he is. To me, it's just yeah, like the way it should have been handled was just, 
hey, yeah, shit happens. It's wrestling. Um, it's something we're we're gonna shy away from, but it shouldn't be. It, it it you know it's it's like Eric Bischoff says like controversy creates cash. It was the headshot mm-hmm. heard around the world. Everybody was talking about it. Instead of just like trying to pat it down and be like, oh, you know, it was it was supposed to be safe. This this and that. hey shit happens. Like yeah, we're gonna going forward. We'll we'll try to be safer about it. But that's that's it. You never know what can happen in AEW. Bam. Um. Then you suspend the disbelief. They did it a little bit different, if you noticed, with, okay, so Hangman, after uh, Jericho attacks him at Fight for the Fallen, busts, obviously, somewhere in that scuffle, Hangman gets busted open. They show him getting stitched up in the back, and it's like that whole, you know, obviously probably wasn't supposed to happen, but it did, Yep. you know. Everybody gets a little fired up and stuff starts going, but they handled that one a little different, yeah. if yeah. you noticed. And then use that, and then they roll into the road to all out, and you have Hangman cutting this impassioned promo about when he gets his hands on Jericho and blah, 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 and he just reaches up and pulls the stitches out of his eyebrow and it just busts back open. And I'm just like, oh, that was fucking cool. You know, it reminds me of like when Flair would do that shit and then like punch himself in the forehead to get himself goosed again. And I was like, man, that's fucking cool. Yeah, I think. um, So sense of old school there a little bit, I guess. So, um, yeah, I guess other than that, I guess we could dive into into the other stuff. We talked about some New Japan already. Uh, Want to plug C3 Wrestling. They got it their second show coming up in August sometime. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Rich doesn't want to get us out there. So I told him we'd, we'd look in the future, not right now, obviously, but in the future, we'd look to kind of see what, what other shows are in that area. And maybe we could do like a weekend where we hit a couple Indies, maybe a WWE show or an AEW show and then come back, come back home. But that's going to take some planning, mm-hmm. but, uh, Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's a big trip. Um but other than that, I guess we could talk about some a uh, little bit of WWE at least this last week uh before we do Extreme yeah, Rules before was Sunday. we do the the Golden Minute. So, what do you think of Extreme Rules? Did you watch that already? I've watched bits and pieces. I haven't watched the whole so thing. I watched, honestly to I watched Did you the watch whole the thing. whole thing? Um I thought the Undertaker, Shane, uh, Roman, McIntyre match. I, I said that wrong, but y- you know what I was talking about. Um, I thought that was decent. Like it was, it was a good way to start the show because I felt like if it was a shitty match, you had the whole show to kind of forget about it. But it was decent. Like the crowd mm-hmm. was fresh. Uh, they were into it. Um, they didn't. Um, how do I say it? They didn't put a lot of it on the Undertaker, like where he had to carry the match. I thought McIntyre, mm-hmm. as yeah, well as they, I shouldn't. thought McIntyre did great. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, obviously, the problem with the Undertaker Goldberg match was Goldberg. Uh, it's an unpopular thing, but he is. <laughs> he, he's you know you go back and look at his stuff. He's never been a good wrestler. He's just he's been explosive. But um, mm-hmm. so I thought that was good. Uh, some of the other highlights from that that I seen. I thought the Kofi Samoa Joe match was was okay. Um, the finish was kind of, kind of surprised they, kind of surprised they went the way they I did. I didn't. I I don't think Kofi's gonna lose that title until, um, maybe SummerSlam. SummerSlam, and that's set up with who now? Who took him out this last week? Uh someone took him out. Was it? Shit. Who was it? I'm trying to think back because I watched SmackDown this week. Well, we'll we'll get back uh, to it because I didn't watch it. But uh, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm calling it now for the two three people that listen to us. Um, Brock Lesnar is going to retain at SummerSlam. There's been rumors about a draft happening after SummerSlam. And I bet you that that the number one pick is going to go to SmackDown and they're going to pick Brock Lesnar, which is going to piss off Heyman. And that's going to ignite kind of like the rivalry between Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, the cross-branded war. And he's going to be like, you can't take that. I'm I'm his advocate. And be like, well, you're not allowed on my show. And Lesnar is my talent now. I think that would be a good good storyline, good way to kick that off. Um. Yeah. So I. <laughs> That's yeah. Intriguing. I think, uh, well, I mean, we're jumping the gun here, but Lesnar won the title uh, after the Extreme Rules match between Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch against um, Lacey Evans and Baron Corbin, which I thought was okay. Like it had some Old. spots. It wasn't. Miss 4K, Miss 4K Ultra TV. Yeah, that Cash was shot. that was that was Lacey really Evans. nice actually. <laughs> wow, that got more. Holy crap! Yeah, that was. I got a lot of, I got a lot of tread on the internet. That whole uh, non PG yep. shot. No, well, if you didn't watch that match, I, like I didn't mind uh, it. I, I put out a meme on our on our thing, and it was. Uh, I got to tell you. And and people are probably gonna be like, "Oh, you're an asshole," but I don't think Renee's very good at commentary. Um, she's not. <laughs> she's, you know, who's really good and for a woman commentator, and maybe it's because she's been in the ring and she's actually doing some studying and she has a little more time to work. It's Beth Phoenix down in NXT. She's actually doing really. You good. You know who I I've was- heard before that I think is decent is Lita. I thought Lita was pretty good. Um, Yeah. It goes back to women that have actually spent time in the ring. Yeah, but I mean, it's not just that. It's not because she's a woman. I just don't think she's good. Like, it's kind of like Byron Saxon. Byron Saxon shit. No. And, you know, but like, she was saying like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, Lacey Evans is so nasty. And like, like her her in-ring style, not that she was gross or anything, but like, She's nasty and just kept saying it. And then like Corey Graves was like standing up for her. And that was the idea behind the meme I put out. But it was just like, it's fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. 
but anyways, that match wasn't bad. Lesnar comes out after Heyman had come out earlier in the night and gave us that spoiler. And I think they threw us a, a curve mm-hmm. because everybody thought they were going to cash on Kofi Kingston because there's been rumors about Lesnar going to SmackDown. And he cashed in on Seth Rollins, won the title. Um, wasn't bad. Uh, I'm, I'm a little worried on not seeing the Universal title again. And I'm like, maybe that's why they put the title on AJ so quick off of Ricochet because now he's going to be defending it on the show and that's going to be the main title again. Mm-hmm. Kind of like yeah. the Intercontinental title was. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I, it wasn't bad. The AJ Ricochet match wasn't bad. Uh, the best match, it was it was a quick match, but it was hard hitting. It was, it was a good match, was uh, Cesaro against Aleister Black. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. That was one of the matches that I sought out as I kind of like fast forwarded through the the other matches is I stopped on Cesaro and Alistair because yeah, I figured that was a little quick, but Oh, I remember who took out uh, Kofi. Randy Orton did. Oh yeah, that's right. So I guess there's history there. There is. I mean, that was Kofi's and first really major before. yeah, push. So, right. I mean, it's, not I mean bad. it's a good then you send Orton with the WWE title back over to Raw. Oh, you took my yep. champion, now I'm taking yep. your champion kind of a thing. If this happens and then you kind Yeah, you heard well, you, you heard probably it didn't first. hear it. Hey, you've been calling <laughs> <laughs> we said it first. Well, we said it first to the. I called that thing with, with uh, Owens. So huh? you did. You did. You said what they need is a pipe bomb moment, and they need blur to the like. Lines. You know, you didn't necessarily say blur the lines. You didn't necessarily say it was going to be Kevin Owens, but that next week it happened. All the more reason why we are fucking wrestling geniuses and Jesus. we should run our own promotion. WWE instead should, instead of hiring Eric Bischoff, who still thinks it's NWO in the 1997 and Paul Heyman's going to try and revive ECW again, they should fucking hire us. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying like, if I ran a show and you ran the opposite show, my show would be 10 times better than your show. Just saying. Hey, your memes would be better. We would, that's we for would sure. definitely do a lot more trash talking. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, it was it was a solid card. You know, I give WWE a lot of shit. It was it wasn't a bad card. Uh, there, the stuff, the stuff that yeah, was presented was made good. sense um, for the most part. Um, now, the stuff I read about on Raw and SmackDown didn't. Uh, yeah, so there was I got one major call out on Raw Monday night. Um so they had a Miz TV where Miz comes out there, does this whole stick, you know, babyface Miz. I think if you listen, which not a whole lot of people do, 
you know that I am very adamant that I hate a baby face fucking Miz. I hate a baby face Miz. And he's out there pandering to the crowd and Dolph Ziggler comes out, which it's well known that those two are like best of buddies outside, you know. And they have this moment in the where they're like trash talking each other. And then Miz says, or not Miz, but Ziggler says something about Maurice and then Miz attacks him and then Ziggler rolls out. And then that's the end of the segment. And then Tuesday night on SmackDown, Ziggler's on there, you know, calling out Kevin Owens and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, so what the fuck are we doing with the Miz and Ziggler? Like they had a good feud, like, what, a year or two ago over the IC title where Ziggler was putting his career up and all that stuff, and it was really, really good. And those two worked <clears throat> really good in the ring together, but I don't necessarily yeah, want to see You know, the thing, the thing with Ziggler, they've done him dirty too many times. Like, the, the match at Extreme Rules was a minute long, if that. Like, he comes in, takes a stunner. They do their entrances. He comes in, takes a stunner, and loses. There was no reason for that. All it could have mm-hmm. been was him coming out, talking no. shit about Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens comes out, hits a stunner, and leaves. That would have done more for both of them than that. And it's always like that with Ziggler. Like, there's no way anybody's going to take him serious. And it's a shame because he's a talented guy on the mic and in the ring. Oh, he's a great worker. He's a great worker, great promos, like... I like, but he's Dolph. lost all like, credibility. I have for a while, but he, you know, he he's been out mm-hmm. for a while. They should have taken that opportunity to rebuild him, rebrand him, give him a different fucking name, like have him come out like John Morrison did back wherever you know when he before when he was Johnny Nitro, and kind of come out and be like, you know, I've been Dolph Ziggler, I've been this loser, I've been I've been the gatekeeper for the guys that come from NXT trying to get him ready for the work. I'm done yeah. with that shit. My name is this, and this is a new, you know. And that that would have been big. Yeah. But they don't see that in him, you know? Yeah. No, they don't. They've gave him a couple world title runs just to keep him happy and give him a main event match every once in a while, just kind of keep him shut up and let him do his outside interests with his comedy and all that stuff. And I mean, he's collecting a big paycheck from him. So why would he want to go anywhere else? I mean, would he be great in an AEW? Yeah, probably. He would get a lot more. He would be less, uns, you know, be unscripted and be able to do what yeah. he wants. So, so, but to me, his, his time has passed. I mean, he might as well just finish off his do his things, build himself outside of the business and but um all right, so there's that and then on Raw, the big thing, the the only thing that I thought was worth a shit was uh Bray Wyatt returned. Oh yeah. It's badass. God, that huh? mask I'm gonna is have creepy. to get me one Fuck. when they go on sale. Yeah, it's 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 badass, but it's also like so I'm wondering creepy. if that's something he's going to wrestle with or if it's something to where like he'll wear out to the ring and maybe he could do like a face paint. 
like of the mask, you know, underneath mm. instead. Yeah, yeah, because something... I, I don't know if that'd be something he could actually wrestle with, but it 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 looks cool as shit. Um, right, and yeah, and it's it's a spinoff of you know the Bray Wyatt character. Yeah. It's a new the... level to it. So I'm, and man, he looks good. Like he's he's so what I like the most up. of this whole Bray right. Wyatt thing. Um. There's so many undertones. There's so many little little things in it, like when he did the the Firefly Funhouse. Like so many little things and shots at himself or his previous work or the pushes and and stuff like that in it that that are real subtle. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. So that's like that's him knowing exactly where we're coming from or what we think and. Uh, I thought it was going to lead to a Finn Balor match at SummerSlam and he was going to beat the demon, but it sounds like Finn Balor is already on his way home where he requested time away from work, like an extended time away. Um, So it sounds like he's all like, it might just be, that's how they're going to write him off. And then maybe when he comes back, it'll lead to a match with them and then they'll bury Bray Wyatt again. Like they do all the fucking time. But I guess we'll see. Yeah. Well, let's hope not. I mean, we never got the demon versus Bray Wyatt the first time. I've obviously unforeseen circumstances. I had to build to it. Wasn't the greatest build ever. I mean, there was some good stuff, but then there was a lot of like really like <clears throat> cringy stuff. Like, but yeah, maybe this leads to you know, a return around Survivor yeah. Series or something like that. And then maybe a build to WrestleMania, you know, because you know they're going to trod the demon out on WrestleMania. They did against Bobby Lashley this year, which meant nothing to me because it's like, okay, just because it's Mania, okay, well, we'll put you in this segment so you have enough time to get your six hours of fucking face paint so on. So the thing... Body paint on. But it yeah. didn't. The thing it with really the demon, didn't do though, anything. When he comes back, if it's SummerSlam or Survivor Series, when he comes back as the demon, he needs to lose because when he goes into pay per views just as Finn Balor, yeah, and it's a big hype match, and he's not the demon, you know he's gonna lose because he's not the demon. And when he goes into pay per views mm-hmm. and he is the demon, you know he's gonna win because they, the demon is undefeated. That shit needs to go away. That way, the demon king. you you don't know if yeah. he's gonna win. Oh, the demon's back. Oh, he lost. Imagine if mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt, the new Bray Wyatt, beats the demon. The first person to beat the demon. That would be huge for both mm-hmm. of them, I think, because going forward, yeah. like Bray <clears throat> Wyatt should have yeah. been the first one to beat the Undertaker. But uh. <laughs> I think that was the biggest thing. I thought the town hall segment on SmackDown was stupid. I don't think it accomplished anything. It's like, oh, let's pull everybody out and you can tell me why you're unhappy. That's fucking dumb. But. Yeah. All it did to me was show the character side of Charlotte Flair, how 
she's entitled and she's a kiss ass and because she's a flair, she gets whatever she wants. Then they trod Buddy Murphy out there who's they've been teasing a debut for fucking months. And you think this is the perfect time for him to like have that pipe bomb moment with somebody you're not expecting it from. And he turns it into shitting on Kevin Owens. Yeah. It's like, it, it didn't do anything for me. Okay. I get, I get that you're trying to be a so heel right I now, think but the, the long run thing here. Um, I love Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is fucking awesome. Whatever they give him, he turns it into gold. <clears throat> I hope they don't oversaturate him like they did with Becky. Um, I hope they don't go the full stone cold type thing because it's already growing on me. Like him coming in, like it's, it's not, it's not the nineties. It's not believable anymore. Give him an open mic. Yeah. Yeah. Just let, let him it happen organically. You know, when they were comparing when he talked and he's like, oh, he laid a pipe bomb or whatever. I was like, okay, it was good, but don't compare it to CM Punk's pipe bomb. CM Punk's was he was calm, he was collected, he was gathering his stuff, and his stuff really was blurring the lines. Kevin Owens, he's screaming into the mic, he's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it was still good, it was it was really good, but it wasn't, it wasn't the CM Punk pipe bomb. He's not stone cold, let him be his yeah, own it man. Felt, <clears throat> it yeah. felt like a scripted so That's my thing, bomb. is I don't want it to get old quick. Okay, like uh, one thing that I think would work great <clears throat> to finally get rid of Shane for a while. He likes to do those big dives off of things. That's how you write him off TV. But to get there and make it believable. Mm-hmm. Have Kevin Owens go through a gauntlet match. They love their fucking gauntlet matches. And thankfully, we haven't had one in a while because those were getting old. But yeah, like he's got this this stable of heels. Mm-hmm. You want to build up Kevin Owens and have him be a badass, and then when he gets to Shane, have him be tired out and actually believable that Shane might beat him. Do a gauntlet match, and then have him have him throw him off the fucking Titan Tron or the stage or whatever the case may be. Yeah, something something epic. Yeah, but I where, think it is gonna, you know. It's believable that And Shane's I think it's gotta happen at SummerSlam if they are gonna do this draft afterwards and it's gonna shift to okay, the power is with Heyman and with Eric Bischoff. Because if you still have Shane in the mix mm-hmm. and you know he's not running it, you know, it doesn't make sense. So I think that's where they're going with it. Right. But again, you know, they, they change shit up so much, it's like who knows? Um, next week should be exciting yeah. though, but before yeah. we get to talking about the raw reunion, I guess let's go ahead and do the golden minute. All right. So okay. here it goes, I guys. <laughs> and now for the moment you've been waiting for, it is time for the golden minute with yours truly the golden rooster hello everybody 
It is I, the golden rooster, the gallo dorado, or as some of you ladies know me, the golden cock. And this week on the Golden Minute, all I have to say is, fuck you, WWE, chinga tu madre, for not having me on the Raw reunion show. Fuck you too, Cody. And ROH is garbage. That's all I have to say for the golden minute. Because that's all this fucking podcast can afford. A rato. There you have it. What'd you think, Cody? The fuck was that, Uh, huh? (laughs) What is his... Yeah, what is his deal with me? ROH is garbage. Uh, What's wrong with Ring of Honor right now? Besides the fact that (laughs) Triple H bought all the indie talent and the only credible person they have is Marty Squirrel. Squirrel. However the The hell you say The best thing about ROH right now is the integration of NWA with them. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't have said it the way that the Golden Rooster said it, but it has definitely taken a step down. With like AEW and everybody else making a resurgence. Oh, no, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. The Young Bucks and those guys leaving. Uh, Ring of Honor probably got its highest when Cody and all those guys were there. I mean, the Young Bucks were there a little bit longer than Cody, but. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. That. I don't know. And. Because he wasn't invited to the he, Raw he reunion, was he? Legend. I mean, I don't know, but <laughs> anyways, uh... yeah. Anyways, let's uh, talk about yeah. the. Raw so that was reunion, that was your golden minute. Let us know what you think, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the the Raw reunion just because of all the names that are going to be there. Um, I can tell you what I think is going to happen because they've announced Stone Cold's going to be there. There's going to be a moment when it's Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. And it's either going to be awesome or it's going to be oh, shit. Oh, yeah, there has to be. I'm hoping it's awesome. But, you know. I hope it's can, awesome. They, if they do some, like, passing of the torch bullshit, it's going to be shit. Because then it's, it's yeah, it's got to happen yeah, organically. Don't. Like, I know they're pushing Kevin Owens to pretty much be the new Stone Cold. But he's still got to be his old man. Yes, he's using the stunner. He's going against the authority. But he can't mm-hmm. go through destroying stuff or doing the same shit that Stone Cold did. He's got to make it his own. If they go like on a fucking mm-hmm. stunner fest inside Agreed. the ring, that would be fucking awesome. If they're like trying to one-up each other with stunners or if they, you know, that would be fucking cool. <laughs> that would be pretty. That would be. Um, that would be. Hulk Hogan's going to be pretty there. Cool. Although, apparently, like, Shane needs to learn how to take a stunner again. Because when they did, was it Raw 25 was the last one that he Stone Cold that was one back too, for? Didn't he? Yeah, I think it was. No, I don't think he did. Vince botched his, but he Vince like has never been able to take for... a fucking stunner. <clears throat> Shane, Shane did really good. He, he Shane ended up taking two of them that night. And his second one is when he's took a swig of beer and then Austin hit him with another stunner. And then as he was falling back, of yeah, course he exploded the beer and spit it all out. So, you know, but nobody, 
can take a stunner like the great uh, yeah i remember uh when i used to back in my trampoline wrestling days i would do when i would take a stunner i would do <laughs> the rock where i'd flip back and do all that bullshit um but yeah, yeah. uh if they were able to get the rock back, that would be that pop would be fucking huge too. Yeah, they've been so apparently Vince reached out to quite a few people. Yeah. One of them even being Jim Ross. And he said that he talked about it and he talked to the powers that be in AEW, being that Tony Khan. And Tony Khan said, Hey, that's on you if you want to go do it totally fine with it. I think it would have been a little later, you know, like when AEW was on TV, it might've been a little different of a story, but JR politely declined saying he didn't really give too many reasons. He just said, you know, I was asked if I wanted to come back and he decided he didn't really want to showing loyalty to AEW or whatever the reason, but, I thought it it might have been kind of cool because you damn well know that the minute that Oklahoma Sooner Everybody music like hit, AEW. those AEW chants would be going, and that's a pretty ballsy call by Vince to do that, knowing yeah, that. Yeah, but I think he knows that, that happen, you know he's worked with Jim Ross for thirty years or so. Like he knows he's the the type of man he is. Um, so, yeah, he's. He... Or it was Vince's way of bringing Jr. out there and then doing what he's done to Jr. a few times. And Kiss my ass, club. comedy act. <laughs> Shit on him. No, yep. um, it should be. Here, put this AEW hat on before you kiss my ass. <laughs> Do it. So, it's good so, shit. Damn it. Uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> It's probably better than that. Was a bad Vince McMahon voice. Um, my, it's always great. Like nostalgia is great. Like you know, you see someone from your childhood come back. It's always fucking awesome. My concern is how they're used sometimes, where they overshadow the current stars. Yeah, like when when DX came back and NWO, and then they shit all over the revival. Like, yeah, but then put the put the club over, put yeah, Finn and, and Gallows and Anderson over. So that's that's my nope. my thing, I guess, is just kind of where I get a little nervous because that's that's where the revival right. kind of started their downward spiral. Yeah, eh, they seem yeah. to be climbing out of the gutter a little bit now. Yep. They had a good match against well, the they're Usos. A good tag team. They retained. I mean, they, they work with what they're. Um, they work with what they're given. Oh, they're an excellent tag that's, team. That's that's my concern. It's just who who are they going to humiliate? You know, it's probably going to be Elias, just because Elias. But yeah, they need to. They're Jeff Jordan the shit out of that guy. He's gonna come out calling people slap nuts here soon. I mean, how many? Um, yeah, yeah. So Bring I, I did back read. And <laughs> I did so read. Uh, 
this week that uh, when SmackDown goes to Fox, they want to do it October 4th, which would be like the 20, the 20th, I think the 20th year anniversary of SmackDown. And they want to do like some huge no. show as the first show in October. The Rock. So you're probably going to see the Rock's got to be there coming back because that, that was the Rock show. So then maybe you hold maybe you hold Rock off this Raw reunion and just centered around like Sean Diesel, Razor, guys like that who were more prom. Well, I hate to say more prominent on Raw, but if you watch the beginning of Raw in the '90s, it was. It was X Pac. It was Razor Ramon. It was Diesel, Sean. Yeah. I don't you know. know. The original I, I don't click. see why he can't be at both. But. Rock came in way later, and of course, you've got to have Stone Cold on Raw because the that's where some of his best moments too. came from. But I'm just saying. I mean, SmackDown was built he, because of the Rock. Yeah. I, or, exactly. So to me, like. Bring the rock yeah. back for the smackdown. Bring him back both. You know, if he's the got big, a chance to bring him show. back both, he's gonna do both. But I also seen that they wanna run NXT on Wednesday on Wednesday nights on Fox Sports One. Uh it was off the Oh, the where'd Fox. you see that at? I haven't seen that. I guess they had some meeting and they mentioned WWE and that's kind of some of the stuff they mentioned. And they want to run it Wednesday nights, oh, the okay. same nights that they're running AEW. Mm-hmm. Which to me, it doesn't matter because we well, got the yeah, network. They're... Like we'll just fucking watch it there after we watch AEW. Yeah, I'm gonna watch both of them anyway. So they could throw every fucking goddamn wrestling show on Monday night. Yep. It's not 1997 yep. anymore. We have technology now. <laughs> I won't have to channel yep. surf anymore. Like, oh, so, shit, what am I missing? Um, we'll see. But, you know, the ratings are so bad nowadays, I guess, that maybe now that Eric Bischoff is back in charge, they're going to bring back HLA, hot lesbian action. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, this is your three-minute yep. warning. And it'll be AOP now. That was another that'll one. Be, that'll be his heavy hitters. So I did. Where? We did have an AOP sighting. Was it on SmackDown? On uh, they didn't have a match, and I think it was only one of them. Um, I think it was SmackDown when they were having the. Yeah, it was SmackDown. The main event was Ziggler and Kevin Owens. The whole storyline was Kevin Owens was kicked out. Dolph Ziggler got him to come back. They had the main event. And then they surrounded the ring with lumberjacks and then he hit Shane with a stunner and then he ran out and the locker room chased him because all the the heels were coming out to protect Shane. Right. And one of the AOP guys were there and they, and I'm like, well, where's AOP? I'm looking at all these not great NXT tag teams, but guys that had so much Good shit in well, where are the, NXT. Where are and I'm the like, fucking Viking Raiders? God. It's bullshit. <laughs> uh, they're pro- they're probably going to be going back to New Japan to 
become War Machine again. I don't know. Like they should have been the whole time. (laughs) I mean, they got their WWE. Yeah, but money talks, man. Money talks. That you couldn't see my air quotes, but I was uh, my air quotes were going. But the the thing is, though. Like I posted a meme today. Yeah. It was kind of like all the people on the main roster and the people they actually use. This wild card rule, I've been saying it for weeks, is bullshit. And they have so many people on the roster and you don't see them. And then you see them like once every three weeks. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Bobby Roode still works here. And then he gets squashed. Oh, yeah, I'm going to forget about him for another two, three weeks. Oh, look, Bobby Roode there. There he is again. You know, and it's just, or or like Rusev. We haven't fucking seen Rusev in forever. And, yeah, and Rusev's that's, been gone for a minute you know, now. Shinsuke, you, you didn't see yeah. Shinsuke up until a month ago when he, he was on the house shows, but you wouldn't see any sightings of him on, on the main product. Yeah, not on TV. Yep. So, and now like, all of a sudden he's the Intercontinental Champion. That, that's, uh... My concern, you know, they brought up the street profits. They haven't done shit. They've just been backstage. They shouldn't. Yeah, they I don't shouldn't want even the be on the new product yet. I feel like they have this organic. Yeah, um, they have this organic build, like the the street profits and teams like the Forgotten Sons down on NXT. They've got this organic like, thing uh, going right now. Especially the Street Profits. They've been hot for a while. And it was like, I've been waiting for them to just finally throw the tag titles on them. I'm like, I think they're I think they're there. And they, they finally did. And, you know, Undisputed Eras ran their gamut, I think. I, they'll get the tag titles again because I think by the time SummerSlam rolls around, um, I think you'll... You know, as they called it out in 2019, the Undisputed Era is going to be draped in gold. You know, whether or not that truly happens or not, because now we have the match announced for two out of three falls again for NXT Toronto takeover. Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano with a two out of three falls match, which they both pick a stipulation and the third fall goes to William Regal and he picks a stipulation and that's probably where he's going to be like, he's going to no. yell, War Games! No, I think, uh, <clears throat> I think <laughs> War that's, games you know, I guys. always like the three stages of hell, which is pretty much what this is going to be. I think we only saw maybe one or two matches with that. Um, but it's, it's uh, I think it's a fun concept if they do it right. I don't think they should have done another two out of three falls, though, because they already did it in this rivalry. What they should have done was like no, an Iron Man match. So. I completely agree with that. And that's where I honestly thought they were going to go or a last man standing. Because I think that's but an Iron Man match. Yeah. And let them go a full 60. Like. Those two guys could yeah. do it. Gargano and Cole. With an NXT crowd, though, match. you could also do that. Easily. See a WWE crowd? I don't think they could do that anymore. Oh, God, that would be I don't think they could do it. But an NXT crowd, no. an AEW crowd, an indie crowd, I think you could do it. 
Yes. Agreed. Well, look at the last time they tried to have a guy kind of do a 60 minute match when they did it with Seth. And the only way they could put it over and... was commentary. Really? And Seth's work in the work, the ring. Yeah. So there was, but it was a, it was a gauntlet style match. It wasn't necessarily just yeah. as well. Kofi did it too. 60 minutes. And yeah. Same you know, thing. So gauntlet. Um, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that, that, uh, there's there's some good stuff going on in WWE. There's still some stuff that leaves you scratching your head, but you know, we're we're spreading the love. We're critical everywhere today. So uh, the only one that's been top notch, I mm-hmm. think, is New Japan lately. But well, yeah. Every every year during the G1, you get you get match of the year candidates. Um. What do you think of the Evolve show? Uh, That's the only one we haven't covered yet. It felt like an yeah, indie. It smelled it, like an I indie. only watched it the main event. <laughs> yeah, I watched the main event with uh, Adam a big Cole and uh, yeah, I I didn't want to butcher his name, but yeah, him. Um, it wasn't great. Like I thought it'd be a fine TV match, like a NXT TV match, but after seeing that was the main event, I didn't go back and watch the rest of it. So, did you? I watched the whole thing, actually. Um, There was obviously people on there that I had no idea who they were, because I'm not completely up to speed on the indies, but there was also some guys that I had watched for the first time that I was like, oh, this guy seems cool. Uh, Josh Briggs, he had a match. Um, Austin Theory, who, uh, yeah, WWE needs to keep their eye on him. Being that he's in Evolve and he's the Evolve champion, I mean, the next step is probably NXT and he's young. Uh, Kid's good. He's really good. Um, That Josh Briggs guy is a good big man. He... The look of him kind of gives you a big Kaz look, but oh my God, could he work so much better in big Kaz can Kaz couldn't work a fucking guy. You're such a dick. Anything. But this dude, <laughs> he seems legit. I was, I got a little hot on Enzo and Kaz there for a little bit. I think it was mostly because of Enzo's talking and the fact that they were always put, in matches to make them look good. But when it actually came down to having a good match, it was like, yeah, you guys kind of suck. I mean, Enzo really sucked, but fuck that guy. We're not going to talk about him on our podcast. Yeah. Banned. Yeah. Banned for life. Enzo real one, whatever the fuck he goes by. You can't listen to us. Banned off the podcast. (laughs) Now I'm going to, yeah, you can't listen to yeah. us. You can't comment on us. No Twitter you know, feuds. Don't no worry Instagram about everybody lives, else that chooses not segments. to listen to us. You I'm not can't ta- listen to us. Yeah. And if, and if you do, I'm going to call my boy Tomatonga. Yeah. And he's going to fuck you up. Shut the fuck up. Because me and Tom are tight now. 
We do have a picture with him, though. <laughs> yeah, see? There you go. Shut the fuck You'll up. Never seen if he's like scrolling through Twitter, and he's like, oh shit, that's Enzo. I'm going to take a picture of him. <laughs> no. And honestly, if it does come down to that, what I'm going to do is uh, just go to the Joey Janela School of Fighting. And I'm just gonna drink drink a bunch of white claws. Well, are you gonna and I'm gonna like fuck his shit up. Fuck him because he will not fuck anyone's shit up. <laughs> Dude, when I seen that come over Twitter, I was like, "Oh shit!" I bet you Janella fucked him up. And then I watched the video, and I'm like, "What are we thirty style boxing here? What the fuck are we doing? Like, fucking hit him!" I was so hoping to see a video of Janella just pounding the shit out of Enzo. Yeah, it was like I don't. I think he he was he wasn't drunk enough, and uh, so my opinion, I think he was like, "Oh fuck!" Like I got to say, "W deal." I don't think he's a big pussy, but he looked like a big pussy. Yeah, I mean Enzo, Enzo. Yeah, yeah, that's all. He and Enzo's does. just doing it to stay. But relevant. anyways, fuck that guy. We're done talking about him, Cody. Jesus fucking Christ. Um. Anyways, what's coming okay. up? What are we doing le- le- next? Uh, we're going to do that ruthless aggression. Yes, we are. One. We're going to do some, we are going to do some straight up research. That's what I call research. watching wrestling now. I don't, I just researching. <laughs> hey babe, I need, I need some time. I need to research from my next podcast. Yeah. Or if I tell my wife that. It. <laughs> she was, so the but, other morning she gets up in the morning to go to work. And she gets up early, and I'm watching the G1. And she just looks at me, and she's like, really, you're watching this now? And I'm like, it's fucking live. It's in Japan. Yes, I'm watching this now. And she goes to work. She comes home from work, and I'm watching Fight for the Fallen. She's like, you're still watching this shit? I was like, it's a different promotion. It's live. I I have to watch it. So uh, she's. And our our wives would get along so great because I got I had that same conversation. Stayed up late Friday night. Stayed up, watched G one. Uh, took a little bit of a pause for the cause there for a little bit. Fight for the fallen comes on. Everybody shut up. Fight for the fallen's on. Watching it. Take a little pause for the cause. Laying in bed. Ah fuck! I wonder what Evolve was like. Okay, turn it on. You're watching more wrestling? Yes, ma'am. Then the next day I was like, so Extreme Rules is on. She's like, you turn that fucking TV on wrestling? I'm going to fucking castrate you. So hence is why I didn't watch Extreme Rules. And when I did turn it on was right at the end as I see Lesnar walking out with the Universal title. I was like, well, fuck. No, I did watch it, but I was now beat up. Like, I watched watching. a lot of wrestling that weekend. Um, but... Yep, we're going to do Ruthless Aggression episode. Oh, a lot. Uh, to me, I know you're a big Attitude Era guy, but to me, the SmackDown product, the SmackDown no, that's what product us old guys watched. In, in those early years from like 2002 to 2006, 2007, was better than anything. They had some great matches on TV. Uh, Lesnar's best wrestling matches were 
Then Eddie Guerrero come up through there. Edge come up through there. Kurt Angle had great matches. They had an Iron Man match on SmackDown that we'll cover as well. But to me, that was the best. Um, mm-hmm. And then they went to the PG era. But so we'll we'll talk about that on an upcoming pod. Uh, as Cody mentioned last week, we're also in the works uh, having a podcast with a very popular guy here in Southern Idaho. He is a radio host, among many other things, for 103.1 The Edge, uh, Dr. Nick Redbone. He doesn't watch the main product, as Cody mentioned last week, but he does follow New Japan. Um, He used to watch the main product, so we are hoping to set something up where all three of us are in the same room and talk some wrestling. Dude's very knowledgeable on his Japan stuff. Not just New Japan, but like all Japan stuff from like 70s, 80s, old school NWA, 70s, 80s, 90s. Like homeboy knows his shit. So that's exciting. <laughs> and he's uh, uh yeah. It's got, it's going to be he yeah, he knows the wrestling business and he knows the entertainment business. He's a he's a stand-up comedian. He he's got a lot of listeners. Um, on his radio show, and and he's a, a great guy that I like listening to, and so I'm very excited to be able to to have a conversation about wrestling with him. Yeah, I was extremely. He's been nothing but he's been nothing but helpful since we started the conversation with him. Matter of fact, didn't ask him to do it. Well, kind of asked him to do it, but. On his radio personality page, he plugged our podcast. I don't know if it's gained us anything. I haven't looked. But just that alone in this area in general, uh, I don't know how many wrestling fans there are. The only one I know of is the one I'm talking to right now. (laughs) I mean, there's other ones, but um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's going to be exciting. We do have some stuff up. Uh, I still want to sit down and talk with, uh, beast Wes from death in motion. Um, Oh yeah. So I'm going to need to get the contact uh, information from you so I can, I can contact him and see. Yeah. We'll set up, uh, I'll send you all that stuff. And then we're still, um, just with summer months being busy and all that stuff, we still got the want to set up the time with Eric Sims, uh, former NWA wrestler, and then Ricardo Aguayo, yep. Los Machi Paco from UCW. Um, so those ones are on the gamut, and then you know, obviously yes, the one sir. with Doctor so... Nick, and then we'll see where we go from there. And then next you know, one will be like Stone uh, they're Cold doing Steve the Edge Fest and, this I mean, weekend, which uh, Doctor Nick Redwin's going to be a big part of. We might need to message mm-hmm. him beforehand, see if he can see if he can get us some some uh, Chris Jericho autographs or something like that. Because Fozzie's going to be there. Well, I don't out? think Fo- I don't think Fozzie's doing it anymore. Everything that I've seen promoted, 
doesn't have Fozzie on the bill. It's like Adelita's Way oh, and shit. like Royal Bliss and a couple of those. I thought they were like the headliners. Like metal bands. Yeah, so I don't think, I don't think, well, I don't know how you consider a show like that who really is the headliner, I guess, whoever goes on last, I guess. But mm-hmm. where it's kind of like a music festival kind of a thing. Um. Yeah, everything that I've seen plugged now because they've been doing this countdown on the Edge page. And I guess maybe I haven't asked him about it because I didn't know if I should. Like, well, what happened to Fozzie? Because honestly, when Fozzie was announced to come to Jackpot to do that show, like I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to be like 30 minutes away from Chris Jericho. uh, And this was before we went to AEW I don't remember or nothing who, and everything. But I remember and listening and I like, to the Fuck. edge and uh, someone had pulled out of their edge thing. Cause they wanted to take like a, uh, um, a show somewhere else from what was explained by, by Dr. Nick himself on the radio. And he's like, well, we're not going to play your music on the show anymore and took all their music off and pretty much told them the, you know, Go fuck yourself like you made an agreement and now you're backing out on it. And I don't remember who it was, though. Like, it wasn't anyone big. Uh, otherwise, I would remember. But I was like, oh, shit. That's crazy. But, yeah. Um, so, I guess mm-hmm. that's. I know he did. I know it's been a year or two now, but he did an on-call over the radio conversation interview I remember hearing with, about uh, that, but I haven't Chris heard Jericho it, of the actual conversation. No, so I haven't. Um, heard, I haven't heard yeah. The audio Anyways, we got some yet. we got some good things coming up. Uh, thank you for. I don't so know. Do I mean, they cancel. The he canceled us one week. week I mean, he, he might cancel us again. Was this kind of was I this in the so. fine print, the yeah. really small lettering better, at the bottom of the contract the that we up, signed Cody, to do this podcast? Makes you do this shit in Spanish Fucking or something. <laughs> Actually, I got I got a question for him. I just got the message here from Saul. Oh, we're fucked. So for next week, Saul wants to know what storyline of the past five years would the rooster want to be a part of, or wish he could have been a part of. And what would have been his part? So that's going to the Golden Rooster. We'll see if he answers that next week. What? Let me guess. He's going to take the heat or take the take the heat from uh, Eddie Guerrero or something. Eddie Guerrero's been really Dominic's father. Said last five years, Dick. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, thanks for listening. (laughs) I thought we had a a good pod today and, uh, we'll see you next week. Stay unprofessional. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Stay unprofessional. Thank you for joining.